Blog Talk Radio. I tell you, 
But those of us in the know, we know better than that, right? We go a little further than just uh, the month. But it's extra, extra emphasized during the month of February. And it's amazing because some of our kids have no idea who some of the, the our ancestors, uh, pioneers, were or is. And that's scary. That 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 is scary. You know, I was talking to some, some kids then, what, third or fourth grade, I think. And um, um, you know, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because we were having a conversation in the car yesterday, and oh, they were talking about Black History Month, and one of the kids say, "Well, you know, we get to talk about how Martin Luther King Jr. brought brought people together, the black and white people." Um, uh, so I said, well, no, it's more than just Martin Luther King Jr. Um, you know, just more than Martin Luther King Jr. I'm like, huh? I like like Harriet Tubman, um, George W. Marsh Carver, Madam C.J. Walker. And you know what the response to that was? Who is that? Now, that is a scary thought. That is a very, very scary thought. Who is that? Um, so, yeah, I think today we're going to have to go a little, well, this month, not just today, this month, we're going to have to go a little deeper into some of the individuals beyond the regulars that are always emphasized during Black History Month. Because you know, I think, well, I know our education system is failing. Really, really, really bad. So um, we're gonna have to go ahead and, and do that, okay? Um, before I bring my my co-host in, let's go on and, and get the particulars out the way. Let me tell you how you be a part of the show, because you know I, I want you to, I want to hear what you got to say. All right, easiest way is call us at three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. You can email me and my co-host. You know, at our, our um, uh, emails, mine is ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And you can hit P. Ross up at p.leona.ross24 at gmail.com. And we look forward to receiving your emails and your ideas for topics or how you like the show, something you want to add to the show. There it is right there. Choose the email. If you can't do it any other way, and we'd be more than happy to share it on the air. Um, chat room is open as well at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate. And I, as I said before, I really, really enjoy hearing what you have to say. Yeah, we know some of you try the patience. <laughs> it's just part of living, right? It's just a part of living. But we still like hearing from you, okay? So we're just going to put that part out there. You know, it's been a long time since I put the rules out, but, you know, um, the, old, the old school who have been with me a while, they know the rules. So if you step beyond the rules, they'll let you know. They will. All right. So now it's time to bring this other person into the, my co-host in, and she's been out of the net the last couple of shows. And as I always say, this is part of the team. You know, because I, I sometimes I don't I don't I don't do the logic thing, but yeah, she's the logical part. 
you know, the, the, the I won't say the strong part of the show, but we work well together. So without further ado, man, let me bring my co-host in, P. Ross. What's going on? Where you been? Missed you. How you doing today? What you got for us? Give hey, we got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot today. It's going to be good. I've been out and about traveling around, taking care of business, but I'm back for the day. So, yeah, we, we, we ready. We ready. We excited. We're going to talk about the State of the Union. We're going to talk about this little 28 days for Black History Month, but it's all right because, you know, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Do not despise small beginnings, you know. So, hey, it is what it is, and we're going to move forward and use what we got. That's about it. I'm excited. Well, dang. That sounds like a rap song there. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that almost be made into a rap song the way you were going in, like woo. woo. <laughs> hey, we just gonna do what yeah. we do. I know, right? That's all we can do. That's all we can do. But we have fun doing it, which is always a great thing. That's that Tony the Tiger thing. <laughs> That's that Tony the Tiger thing. All right. So y'all, we got we got a uh, song of the day as always. We had a quote of the day, a Black History moment, and we got whatever else we talk about. And then we got me, we got P. Ross, we got you, we got the show, we got Friday, we got two hours. Let's make this thing happen, people. Hey, man, we got the energy, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, you know, I have a question I want to ask. The audience, but I ask them after we get finished with our other stuff, because I, I, I really want to hear the responses to this one, because it's kind of interesting. I have my own take on it, but I'm not going to put that out until after I hear what everybody else has to say. Um, it's a very, very interesting question. But before we get to get, get anywhere else, let's go on and hit, get the song of the day out the way. It's my boy, Rag and Bone Man, coming to y'all, man. Y'all know I, I love this kid here, man. He's out of England, Great Britain, whatever you want to call him. But the boy can sing. And his songs are the bomb. I ain't going to lie. His songs are the bomb. All right? So without further ado, here it is, Rag and Bone Man. And his name of the song is called Skin. See y'all in about four minutes. Enjoy. When I heard that sound, when the walls came down, I was thinking about you, about you. When my skin grows old, when my breath runs cold, I'll be thinking about you, about you. Seconds from my heart, a bullet from the door. Helpless, I surrender, shackled by your love. Holding me like this, poison on your lips. Only when it's over, the silence hits so hard. Cause it was almost love. 
It was almost love. It was almost love. When I heard that sound, the Quiet tip down up in there. 
All right, Pete Ross, what you think? You think we we got it? You think we can get, we can get Pete, um, James? Think we get Jameson on the show? I think we can. I don't see why, I don't see why we can't. Hey. I know, right? I got to yeah. go and grab it by his. Look, do, do, do like your grandma used to do back in the day. Go and grab him by the ear. Come on here, boy. You coming on this show. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. The, yeah. But we're going to see. We're going to see. You know, I'm going to put the feelers out there. You know, I know. Well, we know the connection we got, so it shouldn't be that hard doing that. But anyway. Anyway. Hey, hey just huh? call his mama. Just call his mama. She didn't now, I know. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's all I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all I call his mama, yeah. And that's if I can catch up with her. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Anyway, um, so, yeah, we're going to do that, and we're going to have, you know, we're we going to see here in the near future we can get him on the show, you know, because um, it's a nice album. His, I played some music from his first album on the show. Now he has a second one out, and it's even better than the first one. And, you know, his first one was actually nominated for a Grammy. Ain't that something? Oh, uh, so yeah. definitely looking for that, a good thing. Definitely huh? a good thing. Definitely a good Heck thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, you know, we're gonna have to go in and, and get him on here so we can get him some love. The only way we can. <laughs> yes, the only way yes. we can. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, um, I know I, P. Ross. You know what? I know I got you. I, I got you. You beginning to like old Rag and Bone Man, aren't you? Because his songs be deep. I like that. Yeah, you beginning to like that boy a little bit. I know. <laughs> Uh, y'all go and check him out too. Yeah, he he all over um YouTube, so y'all go and check his music out. Serious serious dude, serious dude. All right. Anyway, let's move right along because we have quite a bit we want to get into today, and uh, we ain't gonna try not to prolong it too much better. All right, y'all. It's about that time. It's about that time. You about ready, P. Ross? But bring your knowledge to the show. You know, with the quote of the day and our Black History Month. You about ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, you sure? You sure? Tonight, I'm going to be Five, four, three. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do it! Hey, 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 hey. We, we have today. Today. All right. We're talking about Black History Month. And so, therefore, we have a quote from a black historian. Yes, he was a lawyer. His name is Charles Hamilton Houston. We're going to do the quote, then we're going to get some history on him, if that's all right with y'all. Yeah, it's all right, because the host said it was all right, so we're just going to run with it, all right? This is a quote. Whether elected or appointed, public officials serve those who put and keep them in office. We cannot depend upon them to fight our battle. Again, again, I want y'all to slow it down a little bit so y'all can get it, so y'all can think about it, let that get that great matter turning so you can understand what's really being said here. Charles Hamilton Houston said, whether elected or appointed, public officials serve those who put and keep them in office. 
We cannot depend on them to fight our battles. So in other words, if any nation or nationality of people is going to come out of oppression and lack, whether it be socially, financially, or systematically, what you're going to have to do is make the necessary moves to make those changes occur. Elected officials are loyal to those who fund their issues and legislation. So if a law, statute, or a statute, ordinance, or what have you benefits those constituents, even though it may harm other nations and people at the same time, guess what gets passed? And guess what gets pushed under the table? You feel me? See? We see it all the time. We see it all the time. Look, 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 look at all the electrical grids and, and where they're located in your neighborhood, where they're located in your city. See? You don't have to look that far. Look where all the, most of the, the 95% of the liquor stores are located. Look where they located at. See? So we see it all the time. Nothing has changed. And and, and, and no eloquent words spoken. It, it, it don't change the standards of living for those who must live with the repercussion of those unjust laws. I mean, you can get up here and you can say, well, you know, unemployment for the black population is, is down. But what about those still unemployed? What about those who could have had jobs if racism wasn't in place? See, didn't exist. Where's the change? Where's the concern? See, so though, so now, 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 this is not to say that every elected official falls into this category, but for the elite majority, history has shown, history has proven this is where they stand, and it's not going to change. So then we realize that the question then becomes, what do you do, and how do you change the status quo? Well, hey, history repeats itself. Simply stated, without a united people, things will remain the same. See? It will remain the same. It takes more than one. It's going to take unity. It's going to take the pulling together of a people to fight for change. And, yeah, it's going to be a fight. You can't sit down. It's going to take the power of the pen, the power of the mouth. It's going to take the guns and the bullets. It's going to take pulling lives on, on, on the line. And we have to understand that. But are we willing to do that? Are we willing to risk all, to gain all? Or, well, you know, we be like we've always been, throwing some lip service at, you know, lip service at it and, and, and no actions behind it because we walk in fear. And we are we're waiting on somebody else to do it. Let me ask you a question. What if that somebody else is you? I'm just saying. Just giving you something to think about. But that's my quarter today. Something for you, Gray Matter, to think oh. about. Not the great matter. Not the great matter.
Charles Hamilton Houston himself. Oh, yeah. Charles Hamilton Houston, for those of you don't know, was a lawyer um, in the early 1900s. He died in 1950. And um, he was a dean at Howard University Law School, which, you know, is HBC, you know, black college, whatever. And he was so a member of a special counsel for the NAACP and its litigation graduate. He graduated from Harvard Law School. Also, he played a significant role in dismantling Jim Crow laws, especially attacking segregation in schools and racial housing covenants. He earned the title The Man Who Killed Jim Crow. Not only that, he also trained and mentored a generation, not just Thurgood Marshall, but a generation of black attorneys. Black attorney. um, he also mentored the future director of the NAACP's Legal Defense Fund and appointed as Supreme Court Justice, which you know was Thurgood Marshall. He recruited young law- lawyers to work on the NAACP's litigation campaign, building connections between Howard and Harvard University Law School. See, now this is why he had the stance that he 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 had. Because you know, we always we always um, talk about the military. We talk about the vets and all of that. See, so so coming out, he entered into World War One. All right, he joined the, he joined the U.S. Army as an officer. Okay, now the military, you know, in that time. You know, in the early 1900s, it was still racially segregated. So in, during the years of 1917 to 1919, he served as first lieutenant in the United States Infantry. He was based in Fort Meade, Maryland, with service in France. So he was overseas. Now, as he got out, this is what he wrote. This is what he wrote. He said, the hate and the scorn showered on us Negro officers by our fellow Americans. See, he didn't say about white soldiers. He didn't say about any, anybody else. He said by our fellow Americans, convince me that there is no sense in my dying for a world ruled by them. Mm-hmm. But y'all want to get on Colin Kaepernick for, for, for kneeling for the flag. Now, this is this man talking. He went to World War One, fought beside them for this country. And he said, the hate and the scorn showered on us Negro officers by our fellow Americans convinced me that there is no sense in my dying for a world ruled by them. I made up my mind that if I got through this war, I would study law and use my time fighting for men who could not strike back. See, he's talking about his own people. He's talking about his own cause, his own cause. So after his return to the U.S. in 1919, he entered Harvard Law School, first black student elected to the editorial board of the Harvard Law Review. If you don't know, that was Harvard newspaper. That was the college newspaper. He graduated cum laude, okay? Houston was also a member of Alpha Phi Eta fraternity, which was founded by and for black students. He earned a bachelor's of law degree in 1922 and a degree from Harvard in 1923. The same year, he was awarded a Sheldon Traveling Fellowship to study at the University of Madrid. After his return, he was admitted to the Washington, D.C. Bar in 1924 
and joined his father's practice. His father also was a lawyer. See? See? So these are, these, this is where he come from. These, this, these are the people you don't hear about. See? All these accomplishments this man made. But nobody would know who he was. Nobody would know he even existed. Now, how many of y'all, you know, can honestly say you heard of this man before today? See, and and he only he only founded the National um, um, Bar Association after several black lawyers were refused admissions to the American Bar Association. They're good enough to fight in the war, but they're not good enough to be called Americans. They're not good enough to share the same privilege. So this he made up his mind that he was going to fight this.
You know, when you really uh, think about it, when you really think about it, you know, and, 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 and let's not even go in Revelations when they, when they talk about the pale horse, you know, and, and its significance is death and destruction. Let's not even go there, you know, because, you know, we allocate it to that and say, you you know, you don't know no better. But you do. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. You just choose to be destructive and think that mm-hmm. everything, the earth, and you can just no. take, continue to take. Hey, yeah. But, well, like I said, woe to those. Because <laughs> there's coming a day. Ah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That day is coming. That day is coming. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Well, thank you, P. Ross, for that. I'm telling you. And, and, you know the great thing? He went to Harvard. I mean, Harvard and Howard. Y'all know Howard yeah. was first, the first black um, university yeah. for black. But then again, yeah. he had to be a certain shape get into Harvard, too, though. He didn't pass yeah.
during the extended year. You bring certain people in, you know, whether it's a family or somebody who's done something they consider courageous or what have you, and, you know, put them on a pedestal, you know, and parade them around. Whether these individuals, whether these individuals actually, you know, care for for this uh, president or not, you know, most people view it as a, a, a honor just to be there to at the State of the Union. Um, but it was it was very very interesting at some of the comments that was made that was made, but I found it quite interesting at the comments that were not made. Because <laughs> let's be honest, we know during the State of the Union a lot of times as um uh, uh, uh what's the little girl Conway that Conway ladies say all the time, alternative facts. Okay? Basically it means they tell a little lie here and there to make it sound good and everybody who don't know any better they fall for it and everybody is rah 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 rah. Um but during the State of the Union address Tuesday night, you know, I was reading they mentioned someone named Song Ho, uh, who, you know, has a new leg, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and, I mean, it, it was interesting. Then they had another guy, um, what, 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 uh, I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, Song Ho, uh, 1966, who was a starving boy in North Korea. One day he tried to steal coal from a railroad car to borrow for a few scraps of food. In the process, he passed out on a train track, exhausted from hunger. He woke up as a train ran over his limb. He then endured multiple amputations without anything to dull the pain. His brother and sister gave what little food they had to help him recover and ate dirt themselves, permanently stunning their own growth. Later! He was tortured by North Korean authorities after returning from a brief trip to China. His tormentors wanted to know if he had met any Christians. He had, and he resolved to be free. Okay, that was just one story. After he met Christians, though, he resolved to be free. To be free. <laughs> oh, but that, ain't that some propaganda? Um. Here's another one. Otto Warmbier was a hard-working student at the University of Virginia on his way to study abroad in Asia. Otto joined a tour to North Korea. At its conclusion, this wonderful young man was arrested and charged with crimes against the state. After a shameful trial, the dictatorship sentenced Otto to 15 years of hard labor before returning him to America last June, horribly injured and on the verge of death. He passed away just a few days after his return. Otto's parents, Fred and Cindy Wambire, are with us tonight, along with Otto's brother and sister, Austin and Greta. You are powerful witnesses to a menace that threatens our world, and your strength inspires us all. Tonight, we pledge to honor Otto's memory with American resolve. Okay, y'all getting all that, right? And y'all hang with me now. I know where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm going with this. All right. Now, I mean, that's just a couple of people that they, you know, made sure was to stand out there uh, during this 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 State of the Union speech. Uh, uh, 
hear about? Y'all, y'all really want to know what you didn't hear about? Wait a minute, here's one more. I'm sorry. Kit and Stacy would have died if not for Justin. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back. Let me go. I don't want to misquote this. Um, Army Staff Sergeant Justice Tech is here tonight. Near Rockwell last November, Justin and his comrade. Okay. Number one, did anybody catch that word right there? Comrade? Not fellow American. Not fellow soldier. Not, but comrade. I'm just saying. Chief Petty Officer Kitten Stacy were on a mission to clear buildings the ISIS had rigged with explosives so that civilians could return to the city. Clearing the second floor of a vital hospital, Kitten Stacy was severely wounded by an explosion. Immediately, Justin bounded into the booby trap building and found Kitten in bad shape. He applied pressure to the wound, it's called first aid, y'all, and inserted a tube to reopen an airway. He then performed CPR for 20 straight minutes during the grounds transport and maintained artificial respiration through two hours of emergency surgery. Uh-huh. So, he maintained artificial respiration through two hours of emergency surgery. All right. And I'm sure them other two hours they're talking about were at a mass hospital somewhere in the area. Okay? So, but if you read this, uh, 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 what in the world? Uh, if you read that, that old oh boy did that on his own. <laughs> he did it on his own. Uh, but I, I'm not finished. You know, I don't know why this thing popped up like that, but I got it. Okay. But anyway, once again, that's how these things are are are, are made to, to sound so wonderful. Kitten Stacy would have died if not for Justin's selfless love for a fellow warrior. Tonight, Kitten is recovering in Texas. Rocker is liberated, and Justin is wearing his new bronze star with a V for valor. That's our next All of America salutes you. Stand up and salute. Take a stand. Bow. Now, is it these individuals? that they were put on parade in front of a country uh, where the president gets to stand and, and, and speak about how strong the union is. No, it's not their fault. They're just doing things that, you know, uh, just come natural to them, you know, circumstances that they had to deal with. I'm sure um, Staff Sergeant, he wasn't in chief, wasn't worried about all this uh, pomp and that they had to go to. Hey, they soldiers. You know, they did just like I said. We stayed back in the day. We just did our job. And with that comes, you know, maybe some injuries or what have you. You may lose your life, but that's your job. They'll, you know, do that to do. But it's amazing how the, the politicians will take that and put put these guys out there in front of everybody and make you think, oh, everything is wonderful. Well, everything is not wonderful. Because if the union was so strong,
Davis, Freddie Chavez, Elizabeth Alvarado, and Robert Mickens. Their two teenage daughters, Kayla Cuervez and Nisha Mickens, were close friends on Long Island. But in September 2016, on the eve of Nisha's 16th birthday, neither of them came home. These two precious girls were brutally murdered while walking together in their hometown. Six members of the Savage Gang, MS-13, have been charged with Taylor and Nisa murder. Many of the, these gang members took advantage of glaring loopholes in our laws to enter the country as unoccupied alien miners and wound up in Kayla and Nisa's high school. <laughs> Evelyn, Elizabeth, Freddie, and Robert, tonight everyone in this chamber is praying for you. Everyone in America is grieving for you. And 320 million hearts are breaking for you. We cannot imagine the depth of your sorrow, but we can make sure that other families never have to endure this pain. Woo! Where is Erica Garner? Where is she? Where is her family? Well, we know she did. But where is her family? Why weren't they up here being put on the pedestal? Y'all see what we're around to? Y'all see the, the, the hypocrisy that I'm talking about right now? Now, why would you mention the MS-13? Number one, why would you parade their whole family in, in front of television if this gang is so treacherous and we do know MS-13 don't play? But you just going to go ahead and put their whole family on television? Really? To prove a political point? Us endangering them, endangering them. I mean, let's be real here, y'all. What's really going on? But there were some other statements made that uh, I just found quite, quite, quite interesting. Um, and I, 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 I read those examples right there because it says the State of the Union is strong. The union is strong because our people are strong. Together, we are building a safe, strong, and proud America. Safe and strong for who? Proud for who? Huh? Who? Who? Because apparently, it's not for everybody, because it was for everybody. You would have had some of everybody up there to parade, not just certain individuals, to fit your political beliefs. Y'all get where I'm going with this? Huh? Yeah, hey. That's why I didn't watch it, because I wanted to read. I wanted to read. And then here's this great, great line to make everybody feel like this really some great things are going on. Many car companies are now building and expanding plants in the United States, something we have not seen for decades. Chrysler is moving a major plant from Mexico to Michigan. Toyota and Mazda are opening up a plant in Alabama. Soon plants will be open in all over the country. This is all news Americans are unaccustomed to hearing. For many years, companies and jobs will only were only leaving us, but now they are coming back. Exciting progress is happening every day. But what you fail to know is those car companies were planning on coming back and doing these little things before last year when he was elected. But you're not going to get told that. You're not going to get told that. <laughs> oh, you're not 
not going to be told that. Um, let's see what else here. I'll call upon all of us to set aside our differences, to seek out common ground, and to summon the unity we need to deliver for the people we were elected to serve is not is not one of the biggest lines of crop you ever would hear at a state of the union. That is it right there. Because if that was the truth, we wouldn't have to worry about February eighth coming up to see that we're gonna have another government shutdown. We wouldn't have to worry about that. We wouldn't. But we do, don't we? Don't we have to worry about that right now? Yeah. Because they not they don't care about uh, 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 the people they were elected to serve. Because to them, they weren't elected to serve the people. They were elected to serve the lobbyists. Yeah, the lobbyists. The deep state. The shadow government. Yeah, that's what they were elected to do. Israel, not the people of the United States of America, and honestly, not all people of the United States of America. We know this administration um, is so, so full of alternative facts. It's scary. Now, not to mention, not to mention, I mean, all the administrations, they have a little shady side. Let's not... Um, fool ourselves to make us uh, let us think that you know every administration is great because no, all of them have they, they, their moments. Let's be let's get that right. But you know, the American people need to start seeing these speeches and things for what they are, for what they are. A bunch of crap. And no, Bianchi, I'm not gonna let you in. So you just gonna have to wait. Um. Uh, that's what they are, a bunch of crap that are they put on this dog and pony show. Why? <laughs> because that satisfies the base. That satisfies uh, uh, their, you know, their lobbyists. So they go back in and say, well, you really did a wonderful job. You did great. Outstanding. And then, of course, you know, you have the show after the show where everybody get on, uh, on the fact. They go to talk shows, news shows, uh, you know, they got this group got to give a response. This group got to give a response. This, and it falls like it falls no matter who's in office. If it's a Republican president, the Republicans, oh, he did a wonderful job. If it's a Democrat president, he did a wonderful job. While the other side, I really don't like what he said. If we need it, it's the same game played over and over and Remember the movie Groundhog Day? That's all it is. That same blue crap over and over and over and over. That's what, and that's what we get. We, that's what we get. That's what we fall for. That's what we fall for. You know, I had an idea, and I think I mentioned it Monday when I was talking on the show. How about we do this? How about when they run for office, don't put any party affiliation down whatsoever. And just listen to the person talk. How about we do that? How about we just do away with all that craziness and just listen to the individuals talk? Do you think we still have people up there that we have now? Or do you believe that people will actually choose 
those that are are are, are that uh, they feel will actually really do a great job, and not just because he's a Republican and that's who I'm voting for because we have always voted for Republican, vice versus Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, the the, the, the smoke weed party, whatever. It's the same. That's exactly what I was talking about. All these labels lead us nowhere but down the same little raggedy road that we've been down for years and years and years. Get that up there and say, well, we have to make sure we are deterrent. For, but who's the only company that has really used uh, a nuclear bomb on either guy? I'll wait because the answer is not that hard. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this rhetoric that we continue to be fed is just bullcrap. That's what it is, bullcrap. The bottom line is you're going to believe what you're going to believe, I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe, and until everybody come together and really decide, look, let's put our differences aside and do this together, we're going to stay going down the same road over and over again. Over and over again. You know, and will it ever change? Maybe. Probably not in my lifetime. Maybe not in your lifetime. But it's got to change, y'all. It has to. It has to. You know, there was another uh, little thing in there that, 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 that had me laughing. Let me see if I can find the, the, the paragraph because um, <laughs> it was funny and, and my co-host touched on it when she was talking about the the, um, the uh, Black History moment. Uh, I, I'm trying to find it. I had it written down. Oh yeah, let's not forget that we slashed the business tax rate from 35% all the way down to 21%. So American companies can compete and win against anyone in the world. These changes alone are estimated to increase average family income more than four thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Unfortunately, the average average family is in in debt by how much? More than four thousand dollars. Yeah, but you're not supposed to know that. You're not supposed to know that. You know why you're not supposed to know that? Because you're not supposed to be that smart anymore. Politicians, they thrive on the stupidity of the American public or the the, 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 the conditioning and, and training of the American voter. Yeah. I'm going to tell you like it is. You got to like it. I'm going to tell you like I see it. You know, I really do. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, here's one. To everyone still recovering in Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, California, and everywhere else, we are with you. We love you, and we will pull through together. Yeah. Yeah, said they ain't really sending them no food and stuff to Puerto Rico. So they really pulling together now, huh? Because you ain't got that much money, do you? You know, you can't afford it. Why not? You're going to do everything else, which can't afford to send money to Puerto Rico that you didn't know was safe and a part of the 
United States of America, but then, you know, that's just rhetoric, right? <laughs> that was just red, the red or red, people. Man, I can't find it. I cannot find this other piece. Um, uh, Looking for it. Anyway, I'll find it, I'll find it later on. It's the one where it said we came over here and came over here to a great, great uh, country or something. I got to find it. I got to find it. Of course, I wouldn't be able to find it now that I'm looking for it. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, so those are just some of the the things I I noticed um, reading the transcripts of of the uh, State of the Union address this past Tuesday. Like I said, I never watch it because they, they they concentrate so much on the faces of the other party, and of course, you know, you have the, those that stand up, those that sit down, and you know, the the pomp and the pageantry and all that other good crap older that is just yeah, what it is crap older basically, you know. But we still haven't been told the truth, and of course, now you have the fights of them out, you know, which. Of course, one side says, this proves this, and the other side, no, it don't. You left some stuff out. Well, whatever it is, I put a copy of it in the chat room, and I'll put a copy of it on the in the, the, um, on the show's website this weekend. So you can read it for yourself and figure out what is what. Because I've read it two or three times, and I'm still confused about what happened. You know, but, of course, they know. Um, is this it? Uh, um. Let's see, let's see, 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 see. America Are you talking about? They push the bounds of science and discovery, and they forever remind us of what we should never forget. The people dreamed this country. The people built this country, and it is the people who are making America great again. <laughs> as long as we are proud of who we are and what we are fighting for, there is nothing we cannot achieve. Uh-huh. As long as we have confidence in our values, faith in our citizens, and trust in our God, we will not fail. Our families will thrive, our people will prosper, and our nation will forever be safe and strong and proud and mighty and free. Thank you, and God bless America. Uh-huh. That, that was the end of it right there. That was the closing piece. I'm sure I said it with more emotion than what he did, but, uh, yeah. God bless America. What about the rest of the world? God can't bless the rest of the world? Oh, no, I forgot, because they're not the United States of America. You know, it's just bull. Bull. That's why I, I can't get into this, y'all. I can't. Go ahead, P. I, I know you had something you wanted to add to me. Go ahead. You know, because... Hey, I ain't really want to add anything. I, I was just, you know, looking over it. I ain't really, I, you know, I, I just, I just ain't really got no comments on this. I mean, because what does that say? You know, because if you really look at the overall view and get beyond the eloquent words and, and all of this, what has changed? People are still being deported. Keep doctors. He's talking about those who don't have any merit. 
you know, looking at visas for them. Man, this this doctor was is in jail waiting to be deported. He's been here 40 years. He's a doctor. You know, and he's talking about he, we, we want to verify those who, who bring merit. You know, who doesn't bring merit except for somebody who already has a job. They already have their home. They're working. They're established, not causing no problems. But these are the people that you, you're, deport, you're deporting. Come on now. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just lip service. You know, that's just lip service. And, 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 and through lying lips, being deceitful, when you really see what's going on. You want to say you 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 end in a program that just gives random visas to anybody without you know looking at what they're con- contributing to this country. Well, a whole lot of people have contributed a whole lot of stuff, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. and <laughs> you throwing them out, you throwing them out. Mm. You have a couple of people who you allowed to stay in for now. Let's see where they at at the end of the month. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, not to mention. He, he, he's saying that, you know, the third pillar ends the visa lottery, a program that randomly hands out green cards without any regard for skill, merit, or safety of our people. It's time to begin moving towards a merit-based immigration system. Okay, and this doctor and, and, and this man who, who, who he just threw out and made the news and in Michigan, this doctor in Michigan, he, he, he's sitting in jail right now. He's sitting in jail right now. And and, and in, 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 in Kalamazoo, Michigan, you know, and his wife and his people are, are, are fighting, you know, to get him out. No charges, nothing, just because, you know, he wasn't a, 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 a citizen. But you're saying that, that you value those that, and he's been here 40 years, 40 years. 40 years, and he came from Poland. See, he came from Poland. So he's been sitting there over a week, and they're still trying to decide what they're going to do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy waiting on immigration to make a, a, a decision or for him to go to court or whatever. But you're saying you're looking at those toward married base. What I mean, he's already he's already contributing to our society. See, he's talking about one that admits people who are skilled, who want to work, who will contribute to our society, and who will love and respect our country. Oh, what what are these people doing? Mm. What are these people doing? They've been here 30, 40 years. They don't have a record. But these are people you you, you kicking kicking them out. Those those are the rapists, the criminals, the terrorists. <laughs> the man That's what those here, are. The, the man, the man, been here forty years. What has he terrorized? He's working in, in his own practice. He's killing people. You know, he has a wife and family here. You know, he get a trap and now he on your radar. Come on now, that's unfortunate. Let's just be real. You know, they don't want to recognize and accept the fact that it was immigrants who built this country in the first place. It, it was immigrants from those countries, Poland and other countries, who spurred on the Industrial Revolution. Mm. See, mm-hmm. it comes from part of it. The less we forget, everybody played a part 
you know, and he, he he's talking about being united. No, no, that's not united. That's 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 division. That's division. <laughs> you you coming after people because you got some, you know some 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 unresolved issues about your heritage. So what? Get the hell over it and move on. Mhm. Mhm. Get over it and move. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and here's a part that really affects me and a lot of us other individuals out here that are really, you know, we need it. Um, and we are serving our brave veterans, including giving our veterans choice in their health care decisions. Last year, the Congress passed, and I signed the landmark VA Accountability Act. Since its passage, my administration has already removed more than 1,500 VA employees who failed to give our veterans the care they deserve. And we are hiring talented people who love our vets as much as we do. I will not stop until our veterans are properly taken care of, which has been my promise to them from the very beginning of this great journey. All Americans deserve accountability and respect, and that is what we are giving them. So tonight I call on Congress to empower every cabinet secretary with the authority to reward good workers and to remove federal employees who undermine the public trust or fail the American people. Now, that's what he said. Now, for someone who visits the VA quite often, yeah, no. Yeah, no. All right, give veterans a choice in their health care decisions, and that's a big lie. Because I still can't go nowhere outside of the VA system without getting some approval from somebody in the VA. And that's all he just removed, 1,500? He's been in office for over a year. He, been, he just removed 1,500? How about finding us some, enough doctors to take care of us like we deserve to be care, taken care of? Instead of waiting two hours to get into an appointment where we only see you for 15 minutes. Really? Yeah, do that for me and my fellow veterans. Let's do that. But it sounds good because you remove a couple of people from the ones that got the uh, uh, bad publicity. Yeah, you remove this person, you remove, you know, uh, the ones that really didn't make a difference either way. Either way. So, oh, but it looks good and it sounds good in the State of the Union address. But ask a veteran. Ask a veteran and see what you get. But then again, then again, that wasn't meant. That wasn't meant for the um, Joe, regular Joe. That was meant for the base. Whatever base that is that they must satisfy, he must satisfy. That's what that was meant for. It sounds good. It sounds just about as good as those clowns on television this morning, the black hats and ties from England days holding a dang on groundhog, <clears throat> talking about they're going to be six more weeks of winter. That makes a lot of sense, don't it? Of course. He cast a shadow, but there was no sun out. How did that happen? Y'all see how ridiculous this crap is? You know, and 
it, it, it's just amazing how how it just continues to build and build, and we keep falling and falling. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day I will. One day I will. But right now I have no idea. And then it's just this part about, you know, um, companies, you know, everybody making more money. Well, that's because a lot of the states, you know, they, from elections, the people chose a couple of years ago, um, have raised their minimum wage. So, of course, people will make more money because their minimum wage has gone up. That means they got raises. But all that happened before he came into office. But we got to claim that because we have to look good. <coughs> we have to look good. We have to say we did this. Because in reality, we haven't done a dang on thing. Just like the rest of them in their first couple of years. Haven't done a dang on thing. No policy that you have passed, that you will pass within the next two, three years is going to make that much of a difference in anything. Contrary to what a lot of people may think. Because it just doesn't work that way. Mm, it just doesn't work that way. All right. All right. Um, you know what? I'm about, um, I'm going to get off that. But I just, that's my take on the State of the Union address um, from Tuesday night. Um, I, I, yeah, that's my take on it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm learning more how, I'm learning how to, you know, do certain things when it comes to these speeches. Don't look at them on television. You know, don't 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 look at it on television. Go back and just read what it was said, because you miss a whole lot by looking at the faces and the cameras panning back and forth to see who's standing, who's not, who's in the audience, or what have you. You miss the whole thing. Go back and read the words. Read the words that I'm saying. I mean, that's how I do it. What do you think about that, T? That makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, because then you can, you know, you 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 comprehend better what 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 actually is being said and and what actually happened, rather than looking at the faces of the people that 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 are there being distracted with all of that, you know, as they say, mm-hmm. with the light camera in action, you know, you really get the gist uh, of what is being said, you know, without all the clapping and all that other stuff, and like you said, no matter what uh, standing, not standing. You know, and 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 it's real, real funny. You know, he tweeted about everything else, but he definitely didn't tweet about why his wife didn't stand up when he said, "God, faith, and family first, and then God we trust." I just have to question what God you talking about. And, you know. <laughs> well, put it this way: we know it's not the same room. It's not. Um, it's not the same one that Roy Moore was supporting, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> but they wouldn't fall so hard for him not to be. <laughs> you know, so. oh, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. All right. All right. So we gonna move on for the State of the Union address. You know. Um, yeah. Let's. And for those that 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 have 
you know, that are, you know, had their feelings, say, I'm sorry, you know, I don't come on twice a week, so I have to get it when I can, okay? Uh, so we shall see what's really happening, what's, what's about to really happen, especially uh, next Thursday, February the 8th, when the mm-hmm. can probably get kicked down the road a little bit more, you know, because mm-hmm. unless they really decide to come together like the president asked, and everybody put their differences aside and come up and, and get this budget done. Yeah, we're gonna be back in the same old boat talking about another two, three weeks or two, two or three months. So just enough to get them past November 18, uh, 2018, when they got their little election, midterm elections coming up. And that's what they're shooting for. That's why they don't want to really pass no budget right now because they have midterm elections coming up in November, and they don't want to put themselves out there like that. It's a political game, and we just pawns in it. That's it. All right, so well, let's talk well, about these vaccinations. Well, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, actually, well, actually we're not even pawns in it. We ain't even in it. <laughs> we just <laughs> can't say that. Honestly, if you really want to <laughs> Of them, 
not knowing what's in them, not knowing what kind of conditions they were produced in, and they're at your Walgreens and at your Walmarts and all of this, and they're telling the older people and people with health issues, you need to take this and you need to take that, people. People, mm-hmm. look, back, look back at your life. Look back over mm-hmm. the years. Have you been healthy up till now? Then what makes you think that this is going to help you in any kind of way? Ask yourself a question. Before you took the flu vaccine, did you ever have the flu? You went 25, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, however old you are, did you get And when you did get the flu, did you live? Are you still mm. living? So why you need it now? Mm. What's mm. really going on? You know, I, I'd rather just take my chances, you know, trusting God to keep me because he even kept me all these many years. He'll keep on keeping me. Rather than going out there getting some artificial stuff, some stuff they done put together in a petri dish, you know, concocted in a lab to shoot in my body that they didn't create. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. But you know, the, the, the weirdest part about that whole thing is they can't even decide the, 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 the effectiveness of. Um, what's the percent effective these these shots are now? Some say sixty, some say forty. They have no idea themselves. You know, so they, they just no, shoot, no clue, they, no clue. So they, they just shoot they me have up. No idea. Exactly. That's it. They 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 shoot me up. They shoot me up with stuff that they have no idea what if at all. If at all there are any benefits. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, so here's, here's, here's a good, go ahead. So you know, you know, it's it's it, you know, it, and they put it out there, and then if you pay attention, even to, even 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 to even to the information that they're putting out there when they have all of these um, vaccines. And, and and medications online and they're advertising for and and they're asking you know they're telling you to talk to your doctor about this and talk to your doctor about that uh, and at the end of the commercial in little fine print they'll say it real quick may result in death may cause death <laughs> after a little bit of sound effects so why take that come on <laughs> <laughs>
That Monday, just two days after feeling fine, she was so sick that she went to the emergency room, doctor diagnosed her with the flu, and sent her home. The next day, the Portland, Oregon mother of two went back to the hospital and was put on a ventilator. Three days later, the healthy 36-year-old was dead. Was dead. Wow. Now, now, so, if they knew that she had the flu, why didn't they give her the shot? Wouldn't that have, listening to what they tell you, shouldn't that have, have helped her a little bit? Relieve the symptoms? Right? No, no, no. Not if you don't take it before you get the flu. You you know, hey, they trying to tell you you got to take this before you get the flu. Because if you don't take it well, Mm -hmm. you just out. Harmon isn't the first person to die from the flu this year. Shortly after being told it was okay to stay home, six-year-old Emily Luther Clay, North Carolina died the same day as Harmon, just hours before paramedics had told her mother she could remain at home. Infectious disease experts didn't want to comment on any particular case, but said that in general, it's possible for medical professionals to miss the signs that an ordinary flu case is about to take a deadly turn. (laughs) I'm laughing because, no, no. We're all humans, and we're subject to making decisions occasionally that we wish we had done in another way, says Dr. William Schaefer, an infectious disease specialist at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. But he said, flu is sneaky and devilish, making it difficult, sometimes impossible, to pick out the relative few who will die of the flu among the thousands who will recover easily. We wish we could predict the people who are going to take a turn for the worse. He said, it's a gap in our knowledge. Oh. Now, you got well, a, gap, a gap in your Why are we even taking these dang old shots then? Because my belief exactly. is more than likely, more than likely, if they wouldn't have had, I don't know whether they had shots or not, but I'm sure they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have passed on from that if the, their body was allowed to normally, normally, you know, uh, go ahead and take care of it. You know what I mean? Pianchi, you would not not reroute my conversation today. So you just stay in the chat room typing whatever you want to type. All right? Because it's bull crap. All right? I'm going to leave you on the sideline with your fake president. Nah. Anyway. (laughs) Viper Bike. Zero, welcome to the show. How you doing? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, Pianchi, whatever. Yeah, anyway, so, you know, that 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 is what's going on with with this thing on vaccination. But, you know, vaccinations aren't, you know, they're not guaranteed anyway. They're not guaranteed. And it took me a while to figure that out. But know who taught me they aren't guaranteed? The military. The military taught me that. You know why? Because they have you taking some stuff, and they don't want you to tell nobody you took it. So that tells me right now, they don't know what they what it's going to do either. But they want to protect themselves by saying, don't tell anybody that you're taking these pills or you're taking this shot. Until years later, after they killed so many people, oh, maybe it was a mistake. Ah, you think? You think? Get real, people. 
stop letting them put all this foreign stuff in your body. Your body is a natural machine. It fights off stuff naturally. Naturally. Y'all don't believe that, do you? I know you don't, but it does. Naturally, it does. But such is life. Now, anything else you want to add to that, R.P.? Because I, I got to ask my question now. I think this is a good time to ask the question I want to ask. <laughs> Go ahead and ask the question. Go ahead and ask the question. Go ahead and ask the question. All right. So, you're having a conversation with someone, and for this is I'm say, of the opposite ethnicity, and they call you a cotton picker. Would that upset you? Pete, would that upset you? You asking me if it would upset me? Yeah, would it, would that upset you? <laughs> uh, no, because I never picked cotton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, well, it what would, about? It would, huh? it would it would it would upset me um, because that's how they feel, you know. Now, I I I they might be upset with my response to that. But no, uh-huh. I can't allow them to upset me. They can't get nobody that much power over me, you know. Uh-huh. But they would probably be upset with the response that they got. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, now, here's, 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 here's another angle on it. What if, what if, I see you, Triple One, I get to you in a minute. What if you had a child in school? And the the school planned a field trip for the class to a cotton field so they could actually see real cotton. And if they chose to, you know, they could pick a couple of, you know, leaves or what have you, stems or not, if they wanted to. Would you be upset about that? Did we have forward notice about it? Or did they just take them out there? No, they, I mean, they don't send letters home, of course, because you have to get parents' permission. So no, I wouldn't be. Long, long, as I, long as I was notified about it, my child wouldn't be uh, going, but. <laughs> my child wouldn't be going, but. Uh, no, why not? It ain't, it ain't, why not? It ain't no reason for them to. It's no reason um, 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 to be upset. Because I, I want to. I, the first thing I would want to know. Is what what is the reason you you're taking them to a cotton field? You know what 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 are you what is the lesson behind this? What are you trying to teach them? That would be the thing, and whether it was a, a positive or negative would would determine whether. But you know, we all know what a cotton field is. Hell, my kids, no, we drive my here in the, in the in the state of Florida and in the state of Georgia. Hey. Every day, drive down ninety three. It's a whole bunch of cotton fields, you know. But, but, uh, but see, what is the purpose? What is the purpose for the field trip? What are you trying to teach? What are you trying to say? But see, and you just said it right there. We know what a cotton field is, but a lot of the kids today have no idea. They no. don't know what the, they have no idea whatsoever. That's why it's up to us to teach them. Now is you you only feel bad when you ain't taught them nothing because there's really no reason mm-hmm. to feel bad, no reason to get angry if they understand 
charity, if they understand what that cotton field means, what it simulates, see, the okay. hardship and, and, and all of that, you know, that, 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 that this country was, was built off the backs of our ancestors and free labor in the cotton field and every other cotton uh. picking kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and here's the reason. Here's the reason why I'm asking. Here's the reason why I'm asking this question. A private Catholic high school in Ohio is discontinuing an immersive class lesson aimed at recreating the experience of slavery, complete with spiritual music and picking genuine raw cotton. Students were then provided the opportunity to actually feel, manipulate, and work the seeds. Out of genuine new cotton samples. Right there. Hmm. That's why I so, and so, and so, oh, go ahead. So so why why did they why why did they, 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 they stop the program? What did they what are they saying? Why did they stop the program? Because a lot of parents got upset. Well, why did they get upset? That's what I'm trying to find out. What were they upset about? Were they treating the kids uh, like slaves? Well, they took them to a cotton field. <laughs> you know, and and that's that's my other point. I'm like, you know, and we we talked about this before on the show. Um, you say you want to want your children to learn, but when opportunities are presented, you get upset. Why they take them to the cotton field? I, I mean. You're not taking them. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, in the chat room, it says, I think a trip to Cottonfield is a tad overly dramatic way of teaching slavery. I think you can look at it that way, but I don't look at it that way. I think it, it's a more, it, it gives you a better idea of what the slaves went through. I mean, you can look at a book and see a picture of a, a, a cotton plant, but to go out there and stand there and look at acres and acres and acres of cotton, you know, it gives you a whole different point of view of it than seeing it in a book or a picture on a, um, a projector. That's my take on it. Exactly. You know, because I know when I first saw one, it sure gave me a whole different perspective on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Can you imagine these folk out here in 100-degree heat in Texas out there picking cotton? On a daily basis, and the only thing you see is cotton for miles and miles and miles. miles and like, miles. Wow. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. It, it it makes it real. It makes it real. You know. So yeah. you know. Uh-huh. You know. What is what is the lesson to be learned? They understand how hard it was for those people. It's not saying okay. I mean, we 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 argue about it, we fuss about it all the time because our children don't know where they come from. Granted, slavery isn't the only place they that that the only heritage that they have. Okay, right. and it's not it's not to say that you know we 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 we're trying to embellish or we're trying to magnify. Okay, you came from slaves, you know, and and this is all the heritage that you have. No. That is the heritage that they gave you. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that, that's what they gave you. That that's not what you are. That's not where you came mm-hmm. from. That's not where where you originated from. See, 
Let, right. Let's go all the way back and see. And and we fail to realize that every black person wasn't black. There were there were Spanish blacks that came over. There were you know there were Hispanics and Latin blacks that came over. See, they just looked color the skin and gathered them all up from everywhere. The Virgin Islands. See, there were slaves that came from there, from Jamaica, Haiti, Ghana, all all of these different places, not just from Africa. You know, and and right. they brought all of these people over here and put them in the fields, whatever kind of fields it was, whether it, it was it, right. it, it it was the cotton fields, the wheat fields, you know, the 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 vegetables, tobacco, watermelon, all of that, mm-hmm. all of that, yeah. cabbage fields, all of that, you know, all over the south, and in some places in in the north, because every every black person in the north wasn't always free. See, so so. So we look at that. This is what they say. Do the research for yourself and find out where you come from. Find out who you were. Realize that in the beginning, your own people actually sold you into slavery. Get out now. See, realize that. And we're going to tell the truth. Let's tell the whole truth. So why get upset when you talk about they taking your child to, 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 to a dog old cotton field? And so you should have took them. You should have took them to the slavery houses that, that the people used to live in so they could understand and respect what they have now. Mm-hmm. Black, men could, black men back in the day, just 20, 30, 40 years ago, couldn't look at a white woman without being persecuted, killed, hung, shot up, burnt. You know, all of that, all at one time. <laughs> I don't want to talk about what happened to that. See, and now you're marrying them. Now, now they have your baby in the open, in public. You know, and, and you get to live the tale. That wasn't so 50 so years ago. And still ain't so in some places in Mississippi. Let's just be honest. Right. So why right, not? Right, so right, right. So why not allow your children, especially young children, to learn and see, appreciate the freedoms that they have now? Because if they don't know, they won't value it. And that's why they don't have any value, because they don't understand what it is to struggle. They don't understand what it is to fight. They don't understand what it means, you know, there's a white bathroom and there's a black bathroom, and you can't go in the white bathroom, no matter how bad you got to use the the, the bathroom. You got to wait on on the black bathroom, because you go in there, you could die. It could very well cost you your life. They don't know what it is. You know, to walk down the street from school and people drive by and call you nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> you know, ah! and there's nothing you do, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what it is when your parents go to the school and they and they talking to 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 the white beaner girls and and they yes ma'am and yes ma'am and yes ma'am and when you get home you get your butt toe up because you disrespected that white lady. See, because the conditioning yep. was that you don't talk back. They don't know what it is to not be able to sit in the front of a restaurant, but yet you cook all the food in the back. Mm-hmm. See, we lived that. that. That's what my mother lived through, and we ain't talking about mm-hmm. we, we we ain't talking about the fifties and sixties. We talking about the eighties up until the nineties. She could not go in the front of the restaurant that she worked at, that she cooked at. 
burnt her fingers and right. arms pulling stuff out of the oven at. She doesn't buy no food from the front of that restaurant, and this is the 90s, let alone go in the front and sit right there in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. See, they don't understand that. They don't know that. So why not teach them? And if you ain't going to do it, let somebody else do it so they understand and they value where they are and they understand who they are. Okay. All right. I still say it could be done. Um, Shadow Warrior says the logistics won't allow that Mr. much has been done to take those kind of trips. Has to be done to take those kind of trips. Um, yeah, field trips were free and lunch was provided. That's That's true, too. I think that is true. I mean, you know, and you know, I remember when I was in school, we used to we used to take trips to um to see the symphony symphony every year, which you know that's how I already yes, you know we got did. into symphony music. Yeah, and I remember you that know, we did. Yeah, we we go down to um, Marine Land, you know, to the yep. aquarium. Yeah, you know, uh, science. But it was it's the science something at Jacksonville Beach where we learned about the shells on the beach and stuff. We used to do all yeah. that in school. Yeah, you know, we so, went to SeaWorld. We went to SeaWorld. Yeah, yeah. We did all so, of it. Yeah, you know. So I, 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 but I think the 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 difference between then and now is uh, besides media. And one parent getting upset and, and running to the media about it and everybody getting all huffed and puffed about it is everybody's just too, a little too sensitive right now. You know, I really think that. Uh, they're just a little bit too sensitive. You know, they want they want to they say they want to protect their children, but in honestly, they really don't want their children to learn uh, about what really is going on because they may become militant. Is that a good word? Yes, because they may become militant then. You know, but I don't know. They need to be militant. They need to be militant. Maybe then things will change. <laughs> Just maybe, huh? Just maybe. Yeah. Um, it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still in all this fear in them. Uh-huh. See? <clears throat> See, I'm in chat reading, and I'm looking at all these great field trips. You know, we all used to go to as kids, and, and you just can't do that now because, um, yeah, I know school teachers have to pay for school supplies. You know, and, and that's the bad part about it. That really is. But then again, hey, maybe the parents can get together and make something happen. Maybe. Yeah, I, I know, Shadow Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow Wars, I'm from the Bay Area. We went, we went to the Aquarium Lawrence Hall of Science, Golden Gate Park, Treasure Island, the Symphony, all of that, all paid for by the school, including transportation and food. That's right. And, Ross, what cool. was that place down there in Jacksonville by the, the River Wall? You know what I'm talking about. The museum with the dinosaurs and things like that by Friendship Park. I forgot the name of it. I know it's changed now. I think it was the Natural History Museum. I'm not real sure. But, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yep, because we used to eat lunch right there by the water. I remember all that good stuff. You know, and that helped. That really did. (laughs) But then again, you got to look at the day and age compared to what it is now. All right, we got somebody. We got 19 minutes, and we got somebody want to talk real quick. So let's, let's get them in. (laughs) 
And a lot of grown-ups don't understand because they didn't live through it. And then what they see now, they don't think it's, some of them don't think it's nothing wrong with like Pianchi because he thinks it's great. <laughs> when you was a master chef, <laughs> you thought everything he did was good. Even though he was breaking the law. Because I asked a person the other day, well, they was complaining about Black History Month because they always say, like, why do they got to have a month? I say, why do they have to have a month? I say, did the black people cause for them to have to make laws to keep y'all from harming them or did y'all do things to come up with laws from y'all harming black people? So you said it was a good idea. I said, so you think about it when you think about Black History Month. I tell them I have Black History Month every day. I don't wait till February. I'm black every day, 24-7. And I'm not the best. I'm not, I don't want no dirty money to sell myself out because that's what some of them do that we see. They love the money so much they'll give up their own. So with that, that's just my point. But these generic drugs, <laughs> Mr. Talk, go back and look at it. When he said it, did you hear him? What did, what did you say? Say again, what Nate. You that their drug prices are going to go down because they're going to use they're going to start using generic drugs. I said everybody can't use generic drugs. No, what they, they can't. But he said it, it in his state of opinion. You know, if indeed, if indeed it it, it, it is um, generic drugs, because you know, at, at one point in time, some of the drugs that they were calling generic were 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 in essence placebos. They weren't even drugs. But they keep the ones that they were sending over to other countries. So yeah. you know, it, are they going to be the real drugs, or are they going to be what what you're calling drugs only distributed in, in certain communities like they like to do? You know, we we have to you know look at all of it. But that's the way you he's going to lower. But that's the way he's going to lower the prices because he said generic drugs. So those are the cheapest drugs. Yeah, and it makes no sense to have to go pay four hundred dollars for for a, a pill, which is making the sense anyway. That's yeah. what you need to be the goal is. And then you got people around here talking about no talking about insurance. And just like those people on that train the other day. I don't oh, know yeah. about the people the train got But the ones that was on the train got good insurance, but I wonder what those three men got. Mm, that was in that garbage truck, oh yeah. Yeah. We, you know. You know, we'll never know that. No. I but I say God don't like ugly. And sometimes he'll shake you up. <laughs> and a whole lot of them took up in that train, but it's still not going to stop them. Because you look at back then, in the days that they had that, what they were doing, they old enough to be the same group that was sending holler at the church, hanging people. And they still yeah. hanging, but they're doing it in a different way. And people are not looking at it. I'm saying I'm both sides. They act like they're not yeah. together, but they're together. Because you're looking at them when they were doing, he was doing the State of the Union speech. There's something he said, and they all jumped up clapping. Just clapping together. I'm like, this don't even make any sense that they clapping for. And they supposed to be for the country, but they for themselves. Both sides. And you got people out here fighting for them. Saying what they used to be and what they doing now. No, 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 no. But it's going to, it's a power higher than them. And that's why some people don't worry about it. They just sit back and look at them and laugh. Yeah, that's sad. Because they don't, they don't they don't bother to educate themselves and they, and, and they believe what he said rather than doing the research and that's a problem. That's but then, a problem. Know, yeah, but when you looked at the State of the Union address, you should look at the room how they were sitting there like we took over, we in command now of everybody. You just look just just sit and take a look at it. Trying to send a message. You got Paul Ryan and then you had the other one with the white hair. What's his name? Uh, that devil. 
So pants yeah. standing behind him. Yeah. yeah. I'll do him just sitting there like we we rule now. You know you ain't ruling nothing. You think you're ruling. <laughs> and then when he was saying when he was talking about the epidemic, the drug epidemic. Are these people falling out, falling yeah. dead and stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it's my welfare. Welfare. I said, so how are they going to be taken? They want to get them free stuff. Free. But the one that was on crack, they don't want to give them nothing. You still got some of them out that need help. Sure. Of course you do. So, but are they saying they giving them any help? No. But we got to take yep. care of our epidemic where we die like flies. But the first thing they want to help, a black woman is having an abortion. She having more abortion than anybody. But you sit up here on the other side of the curve, dying. Your, your race is dying off, and there's not going to be that many of you. But you want to control with the pocketbook. And if they get out of those people's countries and leave them alone, they will be a better, they wouldn't have to come over here and they would be better served in their own country with their resources, as I always say. Leave their resources alone and let them get rid of rich of it and not you. Uh-huh. And everybody's going to be happy. But I just I say, if they don't leave the continent alone, they're going to get more stuff than they prepared for. And it ain't gonna be in their pocket. When you said that they sold us they sold us our own people sold us to them, but they sold them to the people, but they did not slave them. They put them in slave and they raped them and did all this stuff, even though they were sold. You can sell a dog and give them to the wrong person and the dog can get mistreated. Uh-huh. Even though I don't like animals. So that's what happened to the Africans that came from the continent. They were sold by their own people, which they didn't know they were slaves, sending them into that 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 type of harm. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. they send them into harm. Right. So they don't have to take what they did because they could have sold bought them and worked them, but they didn't have to rape them and kill them and, and all of this stuff. They could have just worked them and and gave them what they was worth, and they've been through with it. But no, they had to mistreat them. So it's not a, it, they might have been sold, but the mistreatment was done by. The people that don't like history, and they don't yeah. want to talk about it. True. All they say is that we didn't have nothing to do with it, but you got benefits from it. Because I always say, <laughs> the peanut man <laughs> saved you from starving, and he and his kids ain't got no resources, and you still eating peanut butter and peanut butter. But what is his children get? <laughs> and nobody answered mm. the question yet. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. So that's what I'm hey, I want to say hey. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I was going to say hey. Yes. You too, babe. <laughs> I want to say hey, East Coast. I see you in the chat room. Been a while, my brother. Glad to see you can stop by. Ah, Lord, have mercy. Go ahead, babe. I tell you, maybe bringing some of that, that old knowledge up in here. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, goodness. All right, y'all. We got seven minutes left. We're going to get out of here because we have other things we need to do this evening. So, hey, it's been fun. Um, go ahead, Pete. Give us some last words real quick. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> about took them all right there. <laughs> um, um, dang, I really don't have anything today, man, you know. Think we done said everything that's that that needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? You know what I always say. Remember, live above this one world system. Don't call, don't get caught up in the rhetoric. Don't be deceived. Mm-hmm. You know what's the deal? Mm-hmm. That's it. 
all the gas. <laughs> That's it, huh? That's all it. right. All right. Well, okay. All righty. Well, as always, partner, great show. Great show. Oh, all right. All right, y'all. Hey, that's going to do it for us, man. It's been wonderful. I do appreciate you hanging out with us on this wonderful Friday afternoon. And uh, we're going to be back here Monday doing the same thing again. Different topics, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe the same ones. I don't know yet. Um, Yeah, we're going to look into the Spicer memo a little bit, too. And see, we may talk about a little bit about that come Monday. You know, once I do a little digging into that, y'all know me. I, I don't like to jump out there and not know exactly what I'm talking about anymore, you know, because we have to do it that way now. Because I don't want to be uh, accused of doing fake news. <laughs> Amazing. Everything. Hey, y'all notice that, though? Everything that, that is maybe considered negative against certain people is considered fake news now. Mm, amazing how that works out. But anyway, anyway, it's been fun. Uh, just remember, uh, be happy, man. Be happy. Be happy. Um, keep smiling. Show appreciation. Forgive with open heart. But make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy, man. Um, we'll be back on Monday, once again, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Lord willing. And bring you another outstanding show. Me and my co-host Pete Ross. You know we be working this thing out for y'all. Y'all just don't know. We we be beating our head up against the wall sometimes, trying to make sure we got the right stuff. <laughs> oh, but hey, I love y'all. Thanks for hanging out. If you missed anything, uh, you can always catch the archives here on Blog Talk or the show's webpage at www.ericlesstalk.com. I will be updating that probably tomorrow morning, so you stop by and find a couple of articles and videos on the stuff we talked about today. And, um, you know, and it's always pro and um, pro and con. You know, I try to give both sides of the story. But my biggest, you know what, though, I, I really do hope that somewhere down the line we get away from the labeling as far as Republican, Democrat, uh, Libertarian, dope smoker, whatever, you know, leads us into this crazy political scene that we're in right now and just start selecting the people that are going to do what they say they're going to do and, and not fall for the okey-doke and, you know, fill their pockets instead. That would be such a wonderful place, such a wonderful world, man. But until then, hey, we're going to keep, keep dragging, keep grinding, and, and bring you the best we can, all right? So – for my co-host, P. Ross, I'm Mr. Talk. You've been listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'll take you out of here with some Brian Culberson called This Time. Hey, nice little up upbeat tempo to get y'all out of here on a Friday afternoon. All right? So until Monday, y'all, enjoy your weekend. See y'all back here Monday. We're out of here. Later.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.